Hello, hello, welcome to Comics and Culture and Catastrophe, an audio space where I make fun of people's bad cinema takes, and then I make bad cinema takes too. I'm Goose, I'm the host, I like movies, that's all you need to know. In today's episode, we're going to be comparing and contrasting Pixar's newest movie, Turning Red, with an old anime classic that Netflix remixed for the West, Devilman. If that sounds entirely confusing, good. It is. But it also isn't. I'll be mostly avoiding spoilers of Turning Red since it's so new, but Devilman has been out for four years now, or about 50 if you count the original, so there will be mild spoilers there. Firstly, I want to talk about how insane the response to Turning Red has been. If you're chronically abysmally online like I am, you've probably seen discourse with a capital D about this film. It was directed by Domi Shi and steered by an all-woman creative team. From the trailers, you can get a pretty good sense of what it's about, and you really shouldn't be surprised when you actually watch the full movie. Seriously, none of it surprised me. And I don't mean that in a negative way, not every movie needs a big twist. And I actually think it was a surprising strength to the story for some reason. But a lot of people, half the the viewership it feels like, were just stunned and blindsided by this movie. I especially especially want to point out uh, some specific reviews I've seen online for this film. These were all posted to Rotten Tomatoes. This story is very targeted to a specific audience, and if you don't fall into that category, this film is not for you. I had to turn it off after 10 minutes, after I saw the main character drawing fanfiction as a 13-year-old. It left me uncomfortable that a 13-year-old was doing this in a Pixar film. Overall, I would rather watch Cars 2. One star. Absolutely incredible. I'm... Glad that this person can relate to sentient cars more than they can relate to human beings experience personal growth. Um, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this one, particularly with the topic of uncomfortableness, but we'll get to that. Here's another. Not appropriate for kids. It teaches kids that it is okay to disobey parents if it is important to the child. One star. Again, incredible. Completely ignores that Disney and Pixar have already featured the theme of rebellion against parents in, like, let's see, Luca, Inside Out, Moana, Coco, Brave, Tangled, Finding Nemo, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, The Lion King, Cinderella. I wonder why this theme is suddenly a problem. Anyways, moving on. This is not what Pixar is about. I can only see a very small group of people actually relating to this movie that feels so conditioned by current political trends it loses all potential to succeed as a transcendental film. Awesome animation, though. One and a half stars. Wow. Definitely not made for kids. It glorifies finding yourself, that's in quotes, and following friends at the expense of listening to your parents' guidance. 
totally inappropriate for children, preteens who are not living in the modern, air quotes, progressive cult of ideas, will find the topics awkward and uncomfortable. Maybe Pixar should decide if they want to continue making charming and enduring family favorites or edgy progressive adult films and stop sitting on the fence. I mean, that last one kind of has a point, sort of. Not really. Also, this is not an adult film by any means. It's kind of an interesting choice of words. These reviews, while to be expected these days since everything finds a way to be divisive, they just don't feel right. I think it's clear that invalid expectations are at play here. The trailers and promo material for this movie clearly show that it's focused around young girls and growing pains, both metaphorical and directly emotional. It concerns me that this movie has been receiving more politically-minded backlash in its opening weeks than movies like Soul did, which features an exceptionally non-Christian depiction of the afterlife and how souls work. Same thing for Coco, which also utilized a bright and deeply cultural afterlife that, again, was not American or Christian. There has to be a reason why Turning Red stands out to people, why suddenly the idea of childhood rebellion is now a bad thing after decades of Disney doing it across the majority of their films. Not to mention, there always has been cultural diversity in Disney works to some extent. Basically, what I'm thinking is that Disney's movies really haven't changed story-wise. They've only gotten better at appreciating and depicting detail that speaks to representation. What is causing these new impressions of political correctness and forced diversity is entirely an emergent phenomenon of our culture's political division. I truly don't see any recent Disney films as more woke than the older ones, just better at avoiding cultural insensitivity. It's political division inspiring people to take notice of ideas they can't directly relate to, and tallying up those instances as some sort of evidence locker for the existence of the woke mob. Turning red is just not political. It just isn't. And media is either agenda-based or reflective of society or individuality. And this movie is certainly reflective. It's a transmission of real human experiences, experienced in reality, in the past, and in our Western culture. These are stories being told by the artists in control of them. It's not saying anything new. It's not bringing anything over from the East. It's not even really progressive, in my opinion. Again, not, not saying this in a bad way. Finding yourself against the contrast of your parents is innate to the human experience. One of the more fundamental psychologists of humanity, Carl Gustav Jung, pointed out that self-identity is defined by realizing the fallibility of your parents. That's what growing up is. Defining yourself amidst the triad of your own being, your family, and your friends. So let's get to the point here. Do I think that the backlash against this movie is based in misogyny and perhaps a dollop of racism? Kinda. Honestly, it's hard for me to imagine the mental conditions it takes to fail to relate to this movie. It's one of the most relatable movies Pixar has ever turned out, if not the most. I guess in that way I'm obviously biased here. 
but it's exactly the detail and love put into this movie that made it relatable and enjoyable despite any differences between the demographics of the characters and myself. A typical cartoon that lacks in detail might be hard to relate to given that the only human element featured is what separates the viewer from the characters. But you start to put in slice-of-life details that are honest and unfiltered and human, beyond what any other Western animated films have done before, that relatability flourishes no matter what. And Turning Red does all of that. I feel like the directing team for this movie took a lot of cues from the way that Studio Ghibli films have always established humanity. Details have to stretch into the menial, and they all have to be done with passion. One of the opening scenes of the film is a cooking scene, entirely without dialogue and with excruciating focus on the intricacies of traditional Chinese cooking. It reminded me of Ghibli's near excessive attention to food practices. Maybe those scenes act like a litmus test for an audience's sense of empathy and humanity. Now it's time to get really philosophical here. I know I already brought up Jung, but... You're probably still wondering what Devilman has to do with any of this. If you don't know Devilman, it's essentially a story about the impurity of the human condition. The argument within it comes out to be that the extremes of pure good and pure evil are equally destructive. The protagonist is possessed by a demon in a ritualistic bloodbath of hedonism and narcissism. However, the protagonist's human side is so entrenched in love for life and people that the demon can't take full control of him. He essentially becomes an embodiment of all humanity, divided between good and evil, the entirety of both, but pure in exactly zero ways. It makes the case rather well that empathy is a factor of impurity. Empathy and purity can't coexist because the pure understanding the impure implies impurity. Why does this all matter? Well, I immediately saw a lot of shared framing in Turning Red. What resonated with me most in the film was the childhood sense of being split between two identities. For most people, that's how self-identity works out. You have two selves pitted against each other. Devilman is a much more esoteric and grandiose take on this. I love both of these works because of the same way that they made me feel seen. It reassured me that the struggles I've experienced with finding my own identity aren't exceptional. In fact, it's the opposite. Everyone goes through some degree of this change. So maybe it's the way that these types of stories end that bothers people. Maybe people are tired of the parents not winning. And while that's fair, the point is entirely missed. Let's take Mulan, for example, to avoid spoilers. There's two potential endings the way that that story starts. There's the movie's actual ending, where Mulan's rebellion against her parents pays off. She successfully proves herself in a way other than what her family demands of her. And she saves China. Then there's the ending that it seems some people want to see in movies these days. Mulan does a little soul-searching, she goes on some kind of journey, but she comes back to her family realizing that she does not 
want what she thought she wanted and instead wants what her family wanted for her all along. Does that sound familiar? It's been done. It's not the foreign taboo story concept that some people make it out to be. A great example of that kind of story is the 2009 film An Education. I don't think Turning Red is suggesting that every path to self-discovery ends in disagreeing with your parents. I think that most rebellion movies don't even suggest that. I think that some parents simply hold, air quote, purity in childhood obedience over individual fulfillment and identity, and they don't see the threshold in growing up where that conflict has to be tested. That was a lot of stuff. Lots of ideas straight out of the catacombs of my head. Essentially, my thoughts on this movie boiled down to it being great, and a truly honest depiction of a storyline that's been around forever. There's really nothing to get mad at, unless your view is predicated on some sense of social or familial purity. And purity is exactly the issue, no matter the outcome, the expectation of purity and obedience, or career choices, or diet, or friend choices. That expectation is what causes the rift in the first place. I look at those reviews of Turning Red and I just see people mad that their view of control is so clearly depicted as the source of conflict. And that happens in every coming-of-age story. They can claim it's the end result that they're mad about, but I don't think that adds up given how long stories have been ending this way. These types of stories have inspired a lot of the way I feel about the human condition. That you can only truly learn life's truth through experience. And that shame and self-censoring are overcorrections for problems that literally everyone goes through. Maybe this is something you feel too, maybe it isn't. But because of that first point, I highly suggest at least trying it. Definitely go see Turning Red if you haven't already. It is becoming my favorite Pixar film the more I sit with it in my head. The animation is great and a refreshing departure from Pixar's past. There's so much detail that you'll probably need a few watch-throughs to fully appreciate it all. Devilman... Devilman's a little more divisive and while I love it and enjoy using it as a framing device, I can't recommend it to everyone. It's probably a little too raw about the human experience, and I think most people will end up depressed by the story rather than inspired. Anyways, uh, next episode we will be talking about Simon Hanselman's Crisis Zone, an actual comic for once. Um, this is going to be especially potent given that we're kind of leaving COVID now, it seems, maybe, not really. But, uh, a lot to say on that one. Anyways, this is Goose, signing out. Seeing you later. And goodbye. <laughs>